and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. Hello, I'm James Day, and this is Focus on Pocus, a podcast about current topics in the point-of-care ultrasound and the future of medicine. Coming to you today from the Mid-Atlantic here outside of Philadelphia, where we have snow, snow, snow. I think we're entering into a solar minimum, folks, so get used to it. Ice age number two. Uh, What about it? Nurses utilizing ultrasound? Yes! And it's growing every day. Today's guest, Leon Chen, is actively involved in POCUS as applied to the nursing profession. Leon Chen is a clinical assistant professor at New York University Rory Myers College of Nursing. He is a strong proponent of utilizing point-of-care ultrasound to rapidly delineate differential diagnosis and to guide resuscitation. He is a board-certified adult gerontology acute care nurse practitioner and background in emergency and critical care medicine. Chen earned a certificate of completion in critical care sonography from the American College of Chess Physicians and is active in point-of-care ultrasound education. He has published articles on diverse topics, including sedation management, delirium, sepsis, resuscitation, and point-of-care ultrasound. Chen completed his DMP at Chatham University and MS and BS at New York University Myers. So hi, Leon. Leon Chen, how's everything up there in New Jersey, New York area today? Good, good. Thank you for having me. It's very snowy here, but apart from that, everything's good. Yes, yes. The winter blitz is on. Um, It's really great to have you here. I know there's a lot of ultrasound use growing more and more in uh, the nursing profession at many levels, from CRNA all the way down to uh, other levels of nursing and stuff. And I guess coming out of the gate here, my first question is, what inspired you particularly to learn POCUS when you were first introduced to it? So I think that that's a, a great thing. Like you said, the, the, the use of POCUS really kind of exploded with all subspecialties or, you know, within the nursing field, from CRNA to MPs. Uh, but I, I think it's a great phenomenon. For, but for me, there were a couple of catalysts. Uh, I was a new graduate uh, working in an emergency department as an RN uh, years ago. And, uh, you know, as you know, in emergency department, POCUS really flourished. And then it kind of went from physicians and extending into uh, nurses as well. And then that was my first exposure to uh, POCUS. And the second catalyst is that I have a colleague who turned out to be, like, uh, who is a great friend of mine right now. He was actually a uh, sonographer for about 15, 16 years uh, before he went to nursing school and became an RN, and he was in that emergency department as well. So he really kind of showed me what you could do with an ultrasound probe that you couldn't do otherwise. Uh, One of the patients that we saw uh, years ago had a peri- uh, pretty big pericardial effusion and leading to tamponade. And then he actually took me into the room, took a ultrasound probe, held my hand, put the probe to the patient, uh, explained the structure, explained mm-hmm. the pathology, 
and really kind of puts you visual uh, what you learn in school, uh, you know, by text, and then showing me the cardiac cycle, showing me the compression of chambers, uh, the EKG finding, you know, all those things that kind of really connected the dots with me. So from there on, I kind of really just fell in love with the uh, the, the uh, technology and then the uses of it. And then I went on to kind of learn a lot more about it and then receive credentialing in it and then use it in my uh, uh, practitioner practice on a, pretty much on a daily basis. Wow, that's cool. That's a great way to learn hands-on from a sonographer. You, it can't get any better than that. Um, uh, so you, you spoke about using POCUS in your daily work. So give us an example. How do you use POCUS in your, your, while you're rounding and doing your uh, duties in the clinical world? So in my current setting, uh, I'm a, uh, an MP for a uh, intensive care unit. So we are a mixed medical and surgical uh, ICU. And uh, within critical care, much like emergency medicine, it, it, it lags behind a little bit. But really, critical care is starting to catch up to emergency medicine in terms of utilization of POCUS. Uh, now, in my daily work, we use uh, POCUS for um uh, cardiac evaluation, somebody's in shock, an undifferentiated shock, we can figure out, quickly figure out if it's cardiogenic, and we can use it to gauge an idea of volume, uh, volume status, any obvious abnormalities, is there anything uh, that might be causing uh, obstructive shock like PE? So we use it pretty much for uh, really quickly narrowing down the potential diagnosis and kind of help us narrow that that, that timing to diagnosis and quickly treat the patient uh, when it's at the most critical, right? So, so I, I think for beyond just the diagnostic use of it, we use that for obviously invasive procedures like central central lines, um, uh, chest tube placement, and other various invasive procedures. And ultrasound guidance really diminishes the, um, the incidence of complications. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's uh, interesting. So procedural and diagnostic. So can you, uh, can you walk us through an example of how a uh, point of care ultrasound can inform and enhance, you know, your diagnostic process? Yeah. So the, uh, couple of incidences uh, or a couple of cases that come to mind right away, uh, we had a patient who we were called to see on the floor who uh, had a episode of syncope, and then she was severely hypotensive. And then, obviously, the the, the normal things that the the, mm. uh, the floor team, the floor medicine team, would do is give her fluids and then put oxygen on her. And so, I quickly took a look at her uh, with an ultrasound, looked at her heart, and I was able to actually see a clot in transit um, from the right atrium into the right ventricle. And it was tethered to the the tricuspid valve. Mm. And obviously, without the the use of sonography, we, we probably wouldn't be able to see that right away. Where it changed management right away. Um, we went from give her a fluid, see how she does, maybe put on a vasopressor, bring her to the ICU, to we need to quickly intervene with uh, thrombolytics uh, to to help her uh, get rid of that clot. That that was one instance where we really kind of uh, within a very short period of time figured out exactly what's going on with her. We intervened uh, and on time, and then she actually had a pretty good outcome. And another time was the same thing, that uh, we admitted somebody from our uh, emergency department who everybody was fairly sure that she was in pulmonary edema and was in shock from that um, because they gave her diuretics. And then once she came up to us, we quickly took a look at our heart and we found a very big pericardial fusion causing tamponade physiology. And of course, that altered our management and kind of completely changed what the initial clinical picture was. And then that person had a fairly decent outcome as well. So um, I, I think it, it's pretty obvious when you know how to use 
follicular ultrasound in aiding the diagnosis, how drastically uh, it could change your, your diagnosis and the plan of care. Ah, Leon, let me ask something. Could, would you encourage uh, other nurses to learn POCUS? And if you say yes, tell us why. I think, so I would encourage everybody to learn ultrasound to uh, to fit their scope. Because um, I, I think for every single nurse practitioner, for example, they, the point of care ultrasound is really, really important. And, and I think it's recommended by Society of Critical Care Medicine and other professional uh, critical care societies for all providers uh, that it is should be an essential part of your skill set. So if you're an advanced practice nurse or a nurse practitioner, or uh, you really should use it and use it routinely, almost like the way you use a stethoscope, because it really enhances your diagnosis and then you expedite the diagnosis and really helps you take mm-hmm. care of patients. Now, uh, for, for nurses, or our registered nurses, obviously there's still some limitation in terms of how you could use point of care ultrasound, but within that um, boundary, there's plenty of uses for ultrasound for nurses. Uh, I know several people who are in other institutions where they piloted programs where nurses are using uh, ultrasound to, to uh, access uh, vas- uh, vasculature, right? So they use uh, ultrasound-guided IVs. And then I think eventually it's going to progress to a point where the barriers are knocked down and nurses are going to use uh, ultrasound more for uh, diagnostic reasons, uh, diagnostic modalities. So the... Uh, I've spoken to a uh, critical care nurse, uh, critical care RN, who is actually from Beijing, China. He came to uh, my university as kind of an exchange student, exchange scholar. And then he actually mentioned to me that uh, in other countries like China, um, in their institution, nurses are being taught Pocus to for almost diagnostic purposes. They actually look at lung sliding with the ultrasound. They actually look at the vasculatures for DVT studies. And then the only thing that they haven't really done for them is cardiac exams. But apart from that, they use it to really use it uh, for purposes that in this country we would see more from a, a like advanced provider or a physician uh, role. But they, but the nurses over there are, are learning basics of focus and really helping them uh, manage their patient uh, within their scope. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it seems like it started out with ultrasound-guided IV placement and procedural, and now I'm seeing uh, some nurses, you know, uh, confirming, you know, Foley and bladder and uh, different things like that. And I've also heard of some uh, artificial intelligence, which creates a template. So you don't have to spend so many years, you know, getting it, quote unquote, in your hands. Uh, That's great. It sounds like it's really evolving in your field. And there's probably integrated curriculums in various nursing schools, as you spoke to. Or is it more OJT? Uh, I'm sorry, OJT? Oh, oh, on the job training. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, I I think it's, it's... It's going to flourish more, and it's going to get to a point where uh, the schools will have to incorporate into the curriculum. Because we saw that with physician point of care ultrasound training, because uh, you're going to have, well, you saw a group of med students or residents who are coming out of school being exposed to uh, point of care ultrasound, and then they will go into residency uh, during their med school rotation where they're using ultrasound while some of the older attendings who were trained before ultrasound, that, that they're actually uh, kind of the, the students showing the teachers sort of uh, in, in a sense. 
But um, nursing, same thing. Um, it lags behind a little bit, but you, you're starting to see examples, like you said, right, with vascular access, ultrasound guide IVs, and then uh, using it to maybe uh, confirm Foley balloon placement um, and uh, looking at the bladder, where in, in the hospital setting, older nurses who have not been exposed to that technology might still use some uh, old school way of um, uh, doing it, but eventually they've had to like kind of figure out a standardization and the curriculum within the school where people will come out with all standard trainings on how to use ultrasound uh, one way or another. But uh, in the in the school uh, in the in the clinical setting, you might see at first that the, the people who are newer but are more familiar with newer technology might end up doing a reverse on-the-job training, as you said, they might have to show some of the older folks uh, and uh, more senior folks how to actually use some of the newer technologies. So, so it kind of goes, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a bilateral, like a both-way teaching. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, sitting where you are now, uh, after learning ultrasound in your nursing career, is there any advice that you know now about how POCUS could help your work as a nurse or that you wish you knew when you began your career? I think with every single technology, uh, with time and experience, uh, one thing that we quickly realize is that there are limitations to every single technology, every diagnostic uh, um, tool. So I think when I was brand new and then started learning out uh, ultrasound and POCUS, to me, it was a magical device that could really solve all your problems. Or, you know, you have a patient who you're trying to figure out, and then you use it, uh, and then uh, you, you figure out that you think that you figure out the problem right away. But as patients get more complex and your understanding of nuances within POCUS evolve, you kind of recognize that there are definitely limitations. And then uh, even though it is a tool that enhances your diagnostic uh, accuracy, it doesn't replace you in terms of using logic and reasoning and all that stuff. You still have to be a clinician uh, first before you could just rely completely on a, on a, on a diagnostic tool. Right. So I, I think, you know, if I have to go talk to myself seven years ago when I first started learning the uh, the, uh, um, the tool, I, I have to kind of remind myself that there is limitation and you still have to learn some, uh, understand basic physiology, basic pathophysiology, uh, treatment modality. Um, you, you can't 100% rely on this tool, which really helps, but it's not the end-all be-all. Right, yeah, that's words of wisdom, well spoken. Well, Leon Chen, thank you so much. It was great having you today on today's podcast. It's an honor, and we thank you for all you do to increase patient safety. Thanks a lot, Leon. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Okay, and listen, don't forget, for more POCUS-styled topics, follow us on Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy and Twitter at POCUS Academy. Everybody stay safe out there. Be sure to join us at Twitter at POCUS Academy and Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy. If you'd like to learn more about the POCUS community, visit us at POCUSworld.org. Take a look at participating in our POCUS 25 research. Help contribute to the scientific development of the top 25 point-of-care ultrasounds. And we'll see you next time. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intellios. This podcast is for information purposes only.